Welcome to Two Therapist Tales, a podcast where Jacqueline Sabodi and Anna Zonin work to normalize conversations about mental health. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Sabodi. And I'm Anna Zonin, and we bring you Two Therapist Tales. Um, we have a group practice in Shrewsbury, New Jersey called the Therapy Institute. Um, where we treat a myriad of populations, you know, ranging from children to teens, young adults, um, uh, individuals with um, substance abuse um, issues and mental health concerns. And more than that, there's so much more than that. <laughs> um, Ann and I met in 2016. Like 2015, when something like that. When yeah. Yeah. Um, in 2015, um, I was working at a local hospital and Anna had started her internship year at the Great. hospital. Yes, I was going through a big um, change in my career in life, I guess. So it was part of my journey. And we quickly bonded over food. So we are therapists and foodies and our twisted humor. <laughs> <laughs> and there it began. Um, so then how did we, how, how do you think it, I don't, I'm try, trying to remember the actual trajectory of how it all fell out that, you know, we got to this place. Well, we had really grown really close um, professionally, obviously, and then personally. And I think we definitely didn't want our friendship to end after you were finishing your internship. Right. And, uh, you know, as we had maintained our friendship and you were, you know, finishing up school, we had really bonded on this idea of opening a therapeutic practice and providing wonderful wellness services and reaching, um, the mental health population in a, a really grand and large way, which I think we've been doing yeah. really great at the last few years. Yes. And really just, um, you know, knowing what you, because you, you had been doing this for quite some time before I came into it and, um, knowing some of the pitfalls and some of the place places in, in, um, our community and our society where we felt like things were falling short. We really yeah. wanted to give, um, people access to, um, you know, quality care and, just actually even more than that, talk about some of these things that we felt were so important um, and make um, all this much more accessible and uh, normal <laughs> for people to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we're really lucky being in Monmouth County. Like there is such an amazing hub of, of amazing care and providers. Um, so we're super blessed to be um, immersed in that community for sure. Yeah. So what do you think, um, you know, why did we start this podcast? What What's this all about? Because we're doing what we're doing, but this is a whole new thing. Well, I think that, you know, you bring up a good point. The work we do is more on a micro level. So, you know, we're in our office, we're in our, our rooms with our clients day to day. But um, you and I both have grand dreams of, of reaching larger populations. Maybe, you know, the person that hasn't taken that first step towards getting the support they need or... Um, being able to normalize and destigmatize mental health in our community and, and, you know, broader. So whoever's listening, thank you for listening. Um, so again, just reaching a, a larger target audience, I guess. Yeah. Um, reaching a larger target audience, normalizing, um, you know, some of maybe what they're going through and some of 
the work that we do, because I think um, a lot of people experience things and have a fear or a preconceived notion of what therapy is and what mental health care is. And um, I think talking about it a little bit more openly is, um, you know, going to help some people really um, be more okay and willing to seek the help that they need. I also think that um, shout out to Tommy J, our guy, yeah. being on the radio with him a couple of times has created some confidence in both of us in terms of just different and, and new creative ways that we can talk about mental health. And again, like you said, normalize it, demystify it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we've got a lot of stories, tales, interesting things to talk yeah. about. So the, the name, right? The name. So um Obviously, we are always protecting HIPAA and, and our um, patient health information and, and maintaining that boundary. But um, from time to time, we may share just what it's like to be a therapist. Yes. And, and sometimes I think we even go through it, talk about it amongst ourselves, you know, like hashtag things you don't learn in school, <laughs> you know. Um, yes, you, you get a wonderful broad of information with, you know, uh, theory and things like that. But when you're actually in practice, it's very different. Yes. Um, and some of those things and how, you know, interesting it can get. <laughs> and I think like we're super lucky to be in an, um, in an industry, in a profession where it's not, um, it's, it's not isolating. It, it truly is all about community. And, um, I mean, I, I, my closest friends are my therapist friends. Um, and so being able to also have another platform where we can reach other therapists, right? So it's, it's obviously about those that are, you know, managing their mental health, maybe those that are struggling with their mental health, but also um, reaching the therapist community um, to help just keep things light, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is, you know, our, our, our uh, pilot, you know, first kind of episode, and it's more so just getting to know us um, and what we hope to achieve by having this um, this podcast, but talking about our tales. So I thought we... Um, you know, we had this idea that maybe just to get to know each one of us, maybe one can interview the other. And, um, that way, you know, um, the ones that are listening could kind of get a little bit of a idea of what we're all about. Yes. I love that idea. Who wants to go first? I'm a Libra. I can't decide. So I, I'm, I'm giving it. So that means that you're putting on me to go first. Yes, exactly. Which means I'll ask first. Yes. You ask first. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Ahem. So my first question, Anna dear, is what inspired you to enter the field? Um, it's a lot of different things. Um, my parents are both, you know, we're both in the helping profession. My mother was a, it was, she's retired now, a social worker um, for many, many years. And my father, after being a physicist decided to want, you know, his, he wanted to become a drug and alcohol counselor. Um, so he did that for 10 years as well. Um, and it just always felt innately inside of me. Um, you know, if I, I went back to my uh, high school yearbook and every person that signed it said, thank you for helping me with my problems. I'm like, okay, I guess this was still there. And, but more than that, I think I always had a real curiosity of really understanding other people's experience. Um, because I think that we never kind of truly know, like, how does, you know, the way I, that I look at a sunset is so different than another person does. Um, you know, how do they feel sadness? What do they think about when they're going to bed at night? How do they experience love? How do they experience shame? Like, it's just, it's, it's very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. to me, in my opinion, this is the closest that you can get to mm -hmm. truly 
um, being in some be be in somebody else's experience and mm-hmm. understand it and hold it. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's mm-hmm. pretty it's pretty extraordinary when it happens because I you know we so seldom are allowed to be or allow ourselves to be vulnerable in front of others because we're so scared and um, this relationship that's created in 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 therapy if it you know sometimes takes some time but if it does that's really what it's about so I've always had a curiosity about that and that's why I love that so being um, in someone's experience I love that yeah well um, this one is a little wordy, but I'm going to do my best to ask if it <laughs> makes sense. So thinking about, um, you know, we all have that one or two clients that like sticks with us, right. That it's like, we like always kind of come back and like, think about them or we learn something new and we may be like, Oh, I could have done that so differently with them. Um, or that like really changed us or shaped us. Um, so what, if you think about, you know, one case or two cases, um, what has been the most impactful theme from the cases the, from, yeah, with that one or two case that you can think about? I think resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, just on seeing, and I'm thinking of a couple of cases, you know, currently and in the past, even specific moments just, just stick with you. Mm-hmm. Um, just the amount of resilience that people have to move through really, really, really difficult things and still hold on to their sense of humor, their Mm -hmm. sense of wonder, their capacity to love unconditionally, even though they've been hurt and and battered and bruised and, and, you know, overwhelmed, overwhelming situations that they still have the capacity to go on. Mm. That has given me personally, um, so much growth and so much more, um, just it, it, it's, it's amazing how much you get from it. Yeah. That's yeah. the theme that I see the, the resilience that people have um, yeah. just over a couple of really, really difficult cases. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the constant um, things that people go through and still are able to bounce back. Yeah. Love it. Uh, this is a little funny one. All right. Our listeners are going to learn a little bit something about this right now. If you could be any shape of a French fry. (laughs) I have a similar one for you, but okay. Of course. Which one would you be? I'm a wedge. I'm a wedge. wedge. A wedge. Yes, sorry. I'm so wedge. I like a wedge. Why? No, I would have. I would have done like waffle or shoestring. No, I'm definitely not a crinkle. I don't like the crinkles. They're too mushy. I would be a nice, like crispy wedge with like a lot of seasoning. I expect more from you, but <laughs> it's not, it's not my question to answer. But I would be like dunked in a lot of sauce, a lot of delicious. So Anna and I both have a love for French fries yeah. in any shape or form, except apparently crinkle. It's um, <laughs> yes. And one of our favorite places is the French fry bar in New York, right? Yes. It's so good. We're probably closed now though, but mm-hmm. we'll go in when things are better. Yeah. <laughs> what advice would you give someone who wants to move from choosing comfort to choosing courage in their life? Ah, uh, that it's really scary and it may be extremely uncomfortable because you have to be something that you're not used to being sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, or I, I, I struggle with that one or sometimes having courage is actually accepting and being okay with some of the things that you 
mm. have inside of you already and mm. that you feel like you know what I mean sometimes mm-hmm. you're you feel like you're to this or to that and a lot of people tell you you are and you internalize them sometimes it's like you have to be okay with being tender-hearted mm-hmm. or you have to be like make yeah yeah love that right yeah it, it's such a different it's yes yeah, it's two lenses yeah there's two lenses <laughs> yeah cool I love that so the first one being that like growth can be hard and scary. Yeah. I think you said like, you may not be, it's going to be someone that you, you you haven't, you haven't been before. And so to be brave, to step into that version. Both ways, I guess it's somebody you haven't been before, because if you're, if you're really growing and becoming a different, you know, different from that, that's scary and that's different. And also accepting the things that are already there and being okay with them is also different. So I love that. Both <laughs> totally. That question was inspired by. I know who. Who? Brene Sick. Brown. But of course. Well, of course. So right. And I also have an obsession and love for Brene Brown. <laughs> who doesn't? She's awesome. She is awesome. I actually got to see her in Colorado several years back, which was amazing. That is amazing. And, and for people who don't know who that is, that's she's um, a social worker. Um, and a, as she calls herself, a research, a researcher, um, on very messy topics like vulnerability, um, and shame, a lot of shame research she does. And Mm -hmm. if anybody has, um, time, uh, uh, watch her Ted talk on the power. Yes, 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 yes. She's (laughs) great. Name drop our girl, our girl, Brene. Um, okay. And last but not least, what are some of the best lessons that your clients have taught you about yourself? Um, that, that it's, it's okay for me to also be, um, vulnerable and, and who I really am, even in the room kind of. Um, and I think that's what they need more than, um, you know, some kind of version of whatever I'm expected to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and they always appreciate that more than, uh, than anything else. And just, I mean, they're amazing. They're, they're truly are amazing, amazing, amazing people. And like, I I could cry thinking about them. I really can. They, they, you know, we always say that, you know, they can't, we, and I think me and you talk about this a lot that um, they need us and how are they, you know, whatever it is, but um, Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're such an integral part of our life and um, it's important for them to know that. Yes. Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Yay. Is that it? That's it. You survived. Yay. Okay. Survived but, I'm block. but I'm a wedge. <laughs> You're a wet. Yeah, girl. I don't know about that one. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for yours? <laughs> okay. yep. yeah. What is your favorite part of what you do? Oh, my favorite part of what I do is the attunement. Um, so I primarily treat teens And so having them learn that in the room is my most favorite part of building a relationship with them. So oftentimes for teens, it can be challenging to open up or to know what is my relationship with my therapist supposed to look like. But when things start to click and things start to jive and they allow me and they allow me in, in that way, and the boat starts to turn, you know, towards that really deep, powerful and profound bond. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Can you, can you tell, um, can you explain what attunement is a little bit? Yes. So. That word. Oh, it's awesome. It's oh, one of my favorite attunement words. 
is feeling truly, truly feeling the emotional experience of the client. Um, so in the room for me, attunement is my, my clients talking about something really painful that they've been, they've been going through and I feel myself starting to well up with tears or I feel restriction in my throat or, you know, so I'm, I'm sharing with them what is going on internally, externally with them in that moment. So to be able to have that is um, really intimate. Um, and for someone to allow you to hold that for them is tremendously brave, especially like for me to see teens do that is, is big. Is, yeah. is huge. Is huge. It's, mm-hmm. uh, what's that? Dan Siegel says feeling felt. Right. Yes. Or yes. Um, then Diana Fosha says also like having a true other, like you have, yeah, that, yeah. They know that you can internalize them as well. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And what's the hardest part of what you do? <laughs> For those parents listening, <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind. So I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> For those parents listening, to know that your teen's process also has a parallel and correlation to your own process and that their growth can be indicative of your own growth. And so to create some openness to reflect on that, um, I have some really incredible parents who have done such tremendous work. I'm thinking of one right now. I hope you're listening. Um, (laughs) And I just, I love when parents are able to step outside of themselves and recognize that I can change alongside my teen and that that can have um, a really um, impactful, that can create an impactful change and that the process is collaborative. Um, And then always, and of course, I'm thinking of another mom right now, like, thank you always for letting me be that person in your teen's life. Um, I think that when you bring your child to therapy, you're, you're really like taking two hands off, which can be super scary because it's a part of your teen that's, you know, it's really intimate and vulnerable, the emotional and mental well-being. And, um, you know, you bring your, your child to the orthopedist and the orthopedist is going to take an x-ray and they're going to go through the x-ray with you. And they're going to say, you know, this is, this is what happened. This is where the break is. This is the course of action. This is a treatment plan. And with mental health, that's the, the course never looks that way. So um, parents, I love you. You helped me grow. So right. It was the question was the most challenging. <laughs> the most challenging. I don't know if it's the most challenging. With you. No, but it's true because a lot of times, you know, I think um, we're expected like the person, you know, the, the, the identified person is expected mm-hmm. to change and then everything will work out, but that's not yeah. what it's about because yeah. it's a system. And it's so much more about everybody managing their own things and getting the support that they need. And then it kind of shifts, but yeah. And, you know, part of my, um, so, um, Gary Chapman has this great book, five love languages, and he's written it for, um, you know, for people in a romantic relationship for children, for teens. But one of the things that always sticks out to me is how he suggests that parents, um, relearn, um, their, their child during this phase of development and teen development. And that's for another podcast is so different than any stage of development. Um, just I know. talking about, yeah, you got one at home. Um, hi, hey, Josh. Um, I'm talking about, um, the neuroscience 
um, and the uh, different hormones and chemicals that are um, changing, you know, in a teenager's brain. So, uh, sorry, it was going on a tangent, but Carrie Chapman talks about um, just stepping into your teen's world in a way that can allow you to change as a parent. Um, and it can be a really fun stage for parents because it's, um, it's one where, where teens are being adventurous and they're, they're testing boundaries and they're testing limits. They're, uh, you know, shifting from a focus on the family system to more on the, on their friends and peer system. But if parents can lean into that, um, that can also be fun for parents too. So like as an adult, you know, our life tends to be pretty, pretty mundane. Um, but teens worlds are super exciting. So like if your teen wants to go, you know, clip jumping or, um, we'll do it with them, go do it with them. Yep. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was thinking. Yep. So okay. next question, what is something you hate, but wish you loved? Oh my God. I hate it. I wish I loved Man, I don't know. Sure. My feet. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about like personal or are you talking about like professional? I don't know anything. Something you hate but wish you loved. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> that's good. I hope that that was like your French fry question. Like, I hope there's not like. No, there's one more. Well, it's similar. Okay. What vegetable would you be if you were one? Kale, of course. That's my favorite. Like kale? One hundred percent, easy. Okay, <laughs> curly kale. Curly kale, not the blue kind. Like no, the no, that's fine. No, just traditional curly kale pulled off the um, the stem. Okay, <laughs> okay. What would you do if you could do anything for eight hours a day for the rest of your life if money was not a pro- not a like not a problem? Professionally, what would I do? Whichever what you want to say. Well, I would still be a therapist. <laughs> it, was, it was never about somebody. what it would lo- what would it look like for you then money's no object i i have a desire to integrate travel into therapy so i think that um doing like wellness retreats and um spreading my message differently than um it being confined to a room or just um you know presentations or our podcasts i think that i would take everybody to kumbaya yeah. and sit around a fireplace <laughs> yeah i would take i would take people yeah okay uh-huh yeah okay last question if you could teach everyone in the world one concept what would it be hmm this one makes me emotional um connection i think that we all um forget how much we really truly need each other um you had highlighted some of this, just like how even, even those that hurt us, like we still need them in some way, whether the lesson was to learn to love deeper or the lesson was to just recognize something within ourselves that, um, and that could be, that could be our chosen family. That could be our biological family. Um, but that we really truly do need each other. We are, you know, innately born to connect and um, attach. And that if we turn ourselves away from that, we are just further driving feelings of isolation and loneliness and sadness. And those emotions can be so profoundly painful. Um, And that by just kind of like taking a different approach and leading in a little bit more and allowing people in, um, how helpful that can be. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. 100%. Awesome.
Thank you. Thank you. It wasn't that painful. <laughs> no, it wasn't painful. Okay. Well, I hope some of these I, things. I got people know about my feet now. <laughs> but please, please don't look. <laughs> Thankfully, this is not a. It, it's a, just our voices, not everything, anything else. Right? True. 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 Uh, well, I hopefully this just you know got everybody just to uh, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what you guys can kind of expect from us in terms of the format and structure of our podcast moving forward. Um, our goal is to have each podcast episode have um, some type of format. So it could be a specific topic that we um, are covering, or maybe you sent in a question and asked us to cover um, something that you're interested in. So by all means, please stay connected. Um, we're going to give you our contact info. Um, it could be an interview. Um, so with another therapist in the field or someone who's an expert at a, um, uh, uh, topic. Um, and then again, just our tales along the way, our experiences of being a therapist. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, just please know that, you know, this is not a, also just a little disclaimer that this is in no way, shape or form a substitute for actual therapy or mental health uh, treatment. And if, you know, you're feeling a certain way, you know, or, or have things that are difficult for you and need to manage, please reach out to a mental health professional or therapist in your area. Um, so that, you know, that you can get some support. Yes, absolutely. But allow us to be, uh, a tool that maybe provides you with with humor and whatever <laughs> whatever in private um so what you can kind of expect for um episode one um we are planning to um just go through what COVID-19 has been like for um the therapists in our in our area um you know, I specialize in teens and I specializes in trauma. Um, we work with a few other therapists who specialize in children and addiction um, and couples. So we, um, we want to cover, you know, numerous populations that could be struggling during this time and talk a little about what resilience has looked like um, for us as therapists um, in, in treating our clients um, and just hopefully provide some tips to, um, Continue yeah navigate whether this storm yeah because um i think we were talking about this you know the mental health aspect of what's going on currently in the world is probably going to outlive a lot of the actual medical stuff you know yeah the impression that this is going to put on our nation is going to be seen for a long time yep yeah and we've already seen it you know yeah we're already seeing it big time yeah absolutely Absolutely. how it's impacting people and in different ways in very very different ways for a lot of people i mean I guess we'll talk about it further um, yeah. next time, but um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So ways to stay connected with us. So we have a website, thetherapyinstitutenj.com. Um, we have Instagram and Facebook. Instagram, Anna? Yeah. <laughs> It's the Therapy Institute, NJ. That's right. We're not tech savvy. Sorry about that. We're not, but we do our very best. Um, so if you have a podcast um, idea or you have questions that you want answered, if you could direct them to our Instagram and just direct message us, um, 
we would be happy to uh, honor those requests. Absolutely. And, you know, hopefully you come with us for the ride and um, stick with us and have patience for some of our hot mess moments. (laughs) Yeah. Which, uh, you know, every day, every day is different. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We appreciate it. I'm just going to finish us with a quote. So those who have a strong sense of love and belonging have the courage to be imperfect. So that's a Brene one, Brene Brown, our gal. Look her up. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. We look forward to having you follow along on episode one. Bye.